It is great to share this day with you. For all the fathers and grandfathers here, I hope you have a wonderful day and feel honored, loved, and appreciated. Have a fantastic day. On this Father's Day, we begin a new summer theme called The Question, The Creed, and My Response. I must say that I am very excited about this summer and this theme that I believe will help us be better together as we think about what it means to follow Jesus. And I would say, we want to do more than just think about following Jesus. We should do it. We really should. In Mark chapter 12, we find Jesus engaged in a conversation. So with your Bible or on the church app, follow along as I read these words from Mark chapter 12, beginning with verse 28, it says this. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well. So he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, well, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. One day, a Jewish expert, a really smart guy, came to Jesus with a question. Jesus' answer changed everything. And it's interesting because the answer Jesus gave is still changing things. It is. This passage is central to our summer as it presents the question and the creed. And we'll come back to that in a moment. I want to get us thinking though, so here's a question for all of us. What does it mean to live before God in our world? Okay? What does it mean to live before God in our world? I think you can also ask it this way. How does one live before God in this world? What does it mean to live before God in our world? And how does one live before God in this world? In responding to that, we can come up with some answers. If you've been in church for a bit, you can throw out some religious words that may point in the right direction. Or we can guess. There's always that. Or we can do this. We can look to Jesus and his words, what he actually said about what it means to walk with him and be spiritually formed. Here's the good news, and there is good news. Jesus tells us and shows us how to live before God in this world. So if you are looking to deepen your friendship with God, mature a bit or grow up in Jesus, well, this summer is for you. If you are curious about 
following Jesus. This summer is for you. If you desire to be spiritually formed in such a way that it makes a difference, this summer, it's for you. I think this summer is for us and will help us all take a step or two in growing our faith. So here's our plan, just so you know what's coming. For the next 12 weeks or throughout the summer, we will look at the question presented to Jesus. We will also look at the response of Jesus, the creed that he shared, and then we will consider our response. What should we do with all of this? I would encourage you to make Sunday at Valley Point a regular part of your week throughout the summer, and here's why. Our reaction to a conversation Jesus had many years ago offers a way to shape every aspect of life that will draw us into a deeper, richer, and better together kind of walk with Jesus and certainly with others. So let's explore and come to an understanding of one of the most important questions ever asked. Here's our big idea for today. A spiritually formed person loves God by following Jesus and loving others. Let me state it one more time. A spiritually formed person loves God by following Jesus and loving others. I want to look at Mark chapter 12 one more time. And let's think about verse 28. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. And this is really referring to the verses before this, basically starting in verse 12, where there were a bunch of religious leaders and people who knew quite a bit and had a lot of knowledge. They were talking to Jesus and asking him a lot of questions. So this teacher of religious law realized That Jesus had answered well, so he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? This is the question. Really, it is one of the most important questions ever asked. It's likely that this particular leader was trying to trap Jesus as, this is kind of a loaded question, it is. How in the world can Jesus win with this kind of question? Because it is estimated that there are 613 commandments. 248 were positive commandments or the do's. And then 365 were negative commandments or the do nots. So this is kind of a big question. How do you even provide an answer? Well, here's what happens In verse 29, Jesus replied, and here's what he says. The most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. 
And here, with these words, we get the creed. He, Jesus, basically says, let me break it down like this. And I think what he does is absolutely masterful. Jesus responds by reciting what is known as the Shema from the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy chapter 6. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. So most of the people listening to Jesus knew those words. They knew the Shema, which derives its name from the statement's first Hebrew word, which is the command to hear or to listen. And this would have made a lot of sense to the Jewish crowd Jesus was addressing. Oh, that's the Shema, hear or listen. Nothing shocking here. But here's what Jesus does. He adds to it. No big deal, right? Well, (laughs) it is a big deal. Jesus added to something sacred, the Shema. He added something to it, and people knew he was adding. So imagine with me for just a moment if we added to the Lord's prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the glory, and the power forever and ever. And help the Phillies win a few games. Right? Like, it just doesn't feel like something you should do. Jesus does, though. He adds to something sacred. So I think we should pay attention to it. And here's what Jesus added. Mark chapter 12, verse 31. The second is equally important. And here's what Jesus says. Love your neighbor. As yourself. So there's the Shema, which would have made a lot of sense to them. And Jesus adds to that by saying, Oh, I also want you to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, Jesus takes a verse from Leviticus chapter 19. See, Jesus, in response to the question, rolls out what scholar Scott McKnight calls the Jesus Creed. And here it is. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and all your strength. And love others. It's not just love God. It's love God and love others. Think about this now. Loving others is added to loving God, and loving God is understood as following Jesus. With this response, Jesus shares his spiritual formation plan. See, for Jesus, love of God and love of others is the core. And this core-shaped 
spiritual formation for Jesus. It wasn't necessarily about gaining more spiritual knowledge, which is a good thing to do. It wasn't about church attendance, even though that is a good thing as well. It wasn't even about having all the right theology and the right answers. It wasn't about memorizing a ton of scripture. No. See, for Jesus, loving others is added to loving God. And loving God is understood as following Jesus. I love what scholar Tony Evans says about this. Jesus connected the vertical love of God with the horizontal love of others. Jesus connected those things. To claim to love God while not having or while not loving others or vice versa is a contradiction. The two necessarily go together. See, Jesus was deconstructing some things here. And here's what he's doing. He's bringing simplicity to following him. Think about this now. Scholar Scott McKnight notes, the aim of accepting Christ, the aim of the believer's personal practices, and the aim of everything we are called to do is twofold. The aim is that we are to become those who love God and those who love others. The kingdom vision of Jesus is a kingdom filled up with people who are noted by one word. And that one word is love. It's love. I think this creed is desperately needed today. It's desperately needed today. And that brings us to our takeaways, which throughout the summer, I want to call my response. I have three responses for all of us. Ready? I want you to personalize this now. And here's how we can do that. First, pray Jesus' creed daily for one week. I want to encourage you to do that. As I have worked on developing the practice and the discipline of prayer in my life, I have started to read different prayers. And I added this Jesus creed to my list. And I will say... As I have been praying it, it has provided focus. It serves as a reminder. And it helps me think about what God wants for me on this day. So God, here's what you want for me on this day. Loving you and loving others. I want to challenge our church all ages. Let's pray Jesus' creed daily for one week. It's not hard. It can be done. It just takes a little bit of focus. Put a reminder on your phone and give it a shot for one week. And together, all of us in different places throughout the week, let's lift this up to God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Let's commit to praying that throughout this entire week. Here's the second response, and that is to evaluate your love for God. I think that would be a great thing for everyone to do. And here's how you can evaluate. It's to answer this question. 
How is your love for others? Just think about that. How is your love for others? Remember, to claim to love God while not loving others or vice versa, it's a contradiction. The two necessarily go together. And this is more than I have to be nice to people kind of a thing. It's more than that. We need to move beyond that and understand God's love as a commitment, as effective. See, God's love is emotional. He was crazy about people. God's love is also present. I love the song we often sing about how God's presence is with us. The words sound like this. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you in the morning, in the evening, in your coming and in your going, in your weeping and rejoicing. He is for you. He is for you. And this is how Jesus loved as well. He made a commitment to come and die in our place, paying the price for our sins. Jesus' love was emotional. He even wept when one of his close friends died. Jesus' love was present. He came. And it's how we are called to love as well. So let's do a little self-evaluation and consider my love for God. Is it demonstrated in my love for others? Okay, one final response. And this one's specifically for dads. Here it is. Fathers, your love for your family can accomplish much. It can So accomplish much by loving well. Enjoy this day that honors you and keep up the great and sometimes hard work of loving those God has given to you. I want to repeat the big idea one more time. And that is a spiritually formed person loves God by following Jesus and loving others. May God give us the courage and the strength to live that This week. Father, we come to you so thankful for these words that have been captured for us. A long time ago, someone came to Jesus and asked this question, kind of a trick question. But Jesus, in a masterful way, as he often did, responded with compassion and said, you know what, here's the answer, and here is my spiritual formation plan for those who follow me. Love God and love others. That's the Jesus creed. God, I pray as we pray this throughout the week, all of us together, As we evaluate our love for you based on how we're loving others, I pray that you would give us all the ability to look to you to confess, to adjust, and to begin living out this Jesus creed in our lives. God, I pray that you would use this entire summer to shape us into the image of your beloved son. We pray this now. In his name, amen.